tired. So tired. Overtired. You're listening to Overtired. I'm Christina Warren, joined by Brett Terpstra. Brett, how are you? I am I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. So we promised uh, we did explicitly promise. We explicitly promised. We were like, we're going to have another episode next week. And then uh, we didn't. How long at has all. it been? It's been a month at least. At least. At least. And so oh, uh, yeah. I have. Since my birthday. Since your birthday. Exactly. So uh, almost I have... two months. <laughs> almost two months. So because that's how we roll. Unfortunately, we, we make promises and we don't deliver. But uh, Quinn Nelson, who runs the amazing YouTube channel Snazzy Labs, I don't know if you've ever seen his videos. They're really, really good. Um, he kind of shamed us uh, into uh, doing one or shamed me into doing one on Twitter. And I was like, you know what? We do need to do this. And so because uh, I, I was commenting on one of his uh, tweets and he said, oh, you know, I really am a big overtired listener. And when, when you guys do it, I was like, OK, you know what? <laughs> I'm texting Brett now. I'm like, Brett, when, when can we when can we get a show running? So even though it is it is uh, early in the morning for me, um, it's a good time for you to record. And I'm really glad we're doing this. So so, so that's the trick. Then I have to get Jamie. Pe- yeah, I need I need people with some clout. Or no, just you. people in general. Yeah, I mean, people in general. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, uh, the clout not even necessary. Although, although <laughs> Quinn definitely has clout. Um, his his YouTube channel is bananas. But uh, that's uh, yeah. So, how have you been? How's how's the last two months been treating you? Well, a few days after my birthday, I wrecked my Audi TT convertible. Ooh. A guy took a. Uh, I was going through a yellow light and it was it was i looked up and it was yellow after the crash happened so i had plenty of time but he decided he would take a left turn right in front of me and uh that it didn't go well for either of us so his truck was okay he was able to drive off uh turned out he did not have insurance uh, he said he had the general, which is fishy to start with. Right. But he had to call and someone gave him a number. And then why are you hearing that beeping? No, I'm not. Slack is giving me, I thought I muted it. Um. Anyway, uh, like the hood of my car got crunched all the way up to the windshield. Uh, there was, it, it was totaled. The damage under the hood was extensive. I just yesterday, so this happened July 25th. I just yesterday finally got the payment from the insurance company minus my $500 deductible because he didn't have insurance. Um, It was actually more than I probably would have gotten for private sales. So now I'm out car shopping again. We'll see what happens. How long had you had your Audi? I think probably four or five years. I lost track. That's love, always been one of my I, favorite cars. I love that car. Maybe I'll get another one. You should. I was going to say, like, I don't drive, obviously, um, but but I love... Obviously. Obviously. Well, I mean, it's, it's people who... The only people who love to still listen to this podcast uh, likely remember my, my lack of driving and my continued lack of driving. Uh, <laughs> but uh, even though I no longer live in New York. Um, but... Uh, I, I love convertibles and I love the Audi TT. So I'm actually very, uh, very happy um, or not happy. That's the opposite word of what I'm trying to say. I'm very sad about your <laughs> accident. See, it's, I'm sorry. It is, it is, I'm overtired. It's early. Genuine, it is early. It's 7.45 in the morning, but I've been up since six podcasting because of Apple day and I'm sick and it's a whole thing. So no, I'm very sad for about your accident. I'm glad you're okay. Like, were you physically okay? Was everything oh, all right? Oh, yeah. I was fine. That Audi took it like a champ. I showed Hell up yeah. I showed up at the yoga studio uh, last week, I think, and there was a matte black uh, Porsche convertible, Porsche convertible, sitting outside the studio. And it was uh, stunning. Like, when matte black is done correctly it sticks out more than a fiery red. And I went inside and I was like, does anyone know who owns that? And nobody responded. It turned out it was one of my friends uh, who was just being coy, but she had picked it up for like 23 K. And that 
that's an insanely good price for that car. She let me drive it around the block and, uh, well, a few blocks. But six-speed Porsche convertible, gorgeous, mint inside, carbon fiber, everything. So it's it's made me hopeful for finding a great car out while I'm shopping. Yeah, that's 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 a good attitude to have about it. But it's still a pain, and it sucks, especially when you have to pay your deductible and all that crap. Like that's <laughs> that's frustrating because the general didn't come through. Like that's annoying. Yeah. So, do you have any health corner updates? I'm still um, kind of on like a new regime, and it seems to be doing well. My ADD is I'm having some issues with it, but I I'm trying to kind of play around with maybe taking my second dose um, at a different time to see if that helps things. And if not, my doctor said that um, he'll give me maybe um, not for every day, but, but like um, tablets rather than spansels to maybe help um, augment things Yeah, for, for, for days that I'm having, still having a hard time. That uh, my doctor gave me, I've been experimenting as well. And I went, I tried going back to Focalin, which I had been on before. Right. And, uh, in, in tablets. So I would take them twice a day and it immediately, I remembered why I had wanted to get off Focalin. Uh, it makes me really good at sitting in a chair and working, but nothing else. And in the time that I was without meds, I did get really good at being active, at being healthy, being able to maintain relationships. And right. so I, I, after about four days of trying it, I, I gave up and did what I thought was the responsible thing and just flushed the rest on the toilet. Called my doctor on uh, the following Monday and they're like, oh, sure, we can, we can try something else. Uh, we just need you to bring in the remainder of your oh no Chocolin. and i'm like that's gonna be a problem so i'm currently i'm spending a month without adhd meds which Ooh. actually isn't going horribly okay um i'm i'm writing for life hacker now awesome awesome i'm glad that i'm glad that worked out they pay surprisingly well uh, good to their freelancers and somehow being properly compensated for writing makes it really easy for me to get writing done. And I've, despite lack of meds, I've been able to crank out articles and it's been fun. That's awesome. No, I'm glad, I'm glad that's worked out. Cause I, I, I know, um, uh, David Murphy, um, is now over at Lifehacker and, and I know Melissa, who's the editor in chief. She's really good. Um, cause obviously, you know, I used to work at Gizmodo media group and, uh, I'm super stoked that you're writing for them, um, freelance cause I know they were looking for good people. So I'm really glad. I think I even gave, um, yeah. most of your names. Yeah. You, so. you, you asked me, can I give them your name? I said yes. And then the next day I was writing. So it went well. Yay. I'm so glad. That makes me super excited. Um, uh, I love to be able to help people out like that. But also, like, I, I told Melissa, I was like, look, he's the perfect old school life hacker ethos. He's got the perfect skill set for that sort of thing. Like, this is your guy. Like, this is genuinely, like, your guy for, well, for, for this Well, it's nice stuff. because it's not a super newsy site. Exactly. I've never been great at okay, here's an event. We need to live blog the whole thing and have summary articles every time they switch topics. And that's right. not my thing. No, that's not your, well, and frankly, like they're uh, what you do. There's a lot more value in, I think. I yeah. mean, I, I, cause I've done both. I've done both. Like I've done the feature thing and I've done like the how to stuff never as well as you. Um, but I've also done like the super newsy stuff and, and it's a different, um, discipline. And yeah. I think that there's more value in what you do, um, especially because you have the knowledge and the expertise, which to be honest, many people who are now kind of writing for, you know, the life hacker sites and sites that, you know, reminiscent of, of TUAW, RIP and download squad, uh, for real RIP, uh, because those archives don't even exist, yeah. you know, like there's, there's a difference. And, and a lot of people who kind of write for those things now don't always have, like when we were coming up, blogging and we were paid crap um but we didn't know <laughs> weblog oh, style weblog style we didn't like know better um or maybe we did but but it was it was <laughs> worth the trade-offs you know to, to kind of to be willing to take that little amount of money you had to kind of have 
a passion and an interest and um, an expertise already. Yeah. Now it, that's not quite the case. And so I think that it's it's better when you have people like you who are doing really good work and, and have that expertise who can write for these sites. A, it's good for the sites, but B, like that's just the sort of stuff that like we need more of um, on, on those places. And, and it, it's harder to teach. Like when I work with, with writers all the time, it's really, really hard to uh, kind of teach kids coming out of journalism school how to get nerdy to do like tutorials. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like, that's not what they're into and it's not what they're passionate about. And you're like, but, but these do do good traffic. And it's like, yeah, but if you're not that kind of person, it's going to be not right. ideal and vice versa. Exactly. Like, for right. me, like with the, with the really newsy stuff, like the breaking news stuff, I worry about the people who, who rely on that. Like the readers, mm -hmm. I, I have a distaste for, People who the, their first thought is to go look for someone else's opinion on something. Um, like, they already know it happened. They were there, but... Yeah, well, in some cases, it's it's a factor of, like, you don't have time to keep up with everything. So you just want, like, a good overview, you know? Well, that's just poor time management. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm looking at your Life Hacker page now. Uh, I see that your most uh, recent thing you wrote about uh, Clean My Mac 10, which uh, is a really good app, actually. It really uh, is. I, 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 um, I've, I'm become a big setup. Um, uh, they're not even sponsoring this. I'm just saying this. I think I've mentioned this before too, but I've actually become like a really big, like setup devotee. Yeah. Um, which I kind of didn't expect. And, uh, and so that's good. You, you've, you've had marked on, um, mark two on setup. How has that been working for you? It's, it's nowhere near the, uh, spreadsheets they laid out when they pitched being on setup. Um, but I've been there since launch and it's, it, it works. I, there's a, a paycheck every month and it doesn't seem to cannibalize other sales. And the money that I do get from setup, it's recurring. So, so that's good. I'm not complaining. Plus I, yeah. I use setup and as a developer, I get set up for free and there's a ton of great apps on there. So yeah, there really are. I was going to say like, it's one of those things where there are some apps where like I already, I already had a marked two license and there are a number of apps that are like that, but there are some that I've discovered that are really good, but I never would have, you know, um, tried, you know, if I had to like pay for it up front or whatever. Um, and I'm really happy to, to use them and, and that yeah. they're part of it. You know, they're really good. Well, And even the ones that you have licenses for by using the setup version, you're offering, recurring income that's true oh i hadn't even thought of that that's okay so i should probably switch to my setup versions yeah they actually offer a uh, part of their sdk you can have if your app detects a setup version of the same app uh it can say hey you might consider using your setup version instead of this one it's it's good for everybody oh that's really good to know i don't cool. think i've implemented that i'm really bad at i was gonna say i don't believe you have but now that i know this about because I, I hadn't thought about that, I'm I'm now going to switch out what version of Marked um, I use. Yeah, I, my review of Clean My Mac 10 was so glowing. I was accused of it being a sponsored post, and that yeah, I mean that's hurtful. I'm I've always been an ethical blogger, but yeah, you have, and all, and you've also always liked that app. But honestly, like it's they've done a really good job with it. Like it's a really good app. Like I I was really impressed actually it was yeah, one of those things they added impressed. legitimate malware removal and malware bites the uh like the the app b-y-t-e-s that it's a solid app and it they've always done really good it's the, my problem with it is that it looks like malware like when you go to the website and you're like Either this is going to help me with the adware that's on my computer, or it's going to add more malware to my computer the first right. time. Uh, it is legitimate for anyone wondering malware bytes, but now Clean My Mac 10 includes malware detection and removal. So that's kind of worth it right there. Yeah, and, and um, they have like a, a it's not perfect, um, but it's it's better than nothing. They have like a free like app updater. Yeah. Um, and it's, which, um, is really good. Um, because, 
uh, all the existing ones that I've been using over the years that would kind of check like the sparkle things that basically died. Yeah. And um, I don't even think that Mac update is even like in business anymore. I'm not even really sure. I mean, I think that the website is, but like, I don't even know, like I'm not, I'm not paying for that app anymore. Um, so I'd actually bought like a third party utility not that long ago to do updates. And then I was just kind of like, well, that's annoying. Um, but, um, I'm glad, um, that, uh, that, that that's kind of a built in thing. Cause that's a really useful, um, I, thing. I, I would say I'm pretty sure Mac update's still in business. I use Mac update desktop. Uh, I won't as much now cause the only thing I was using it for was updating, like going through my whole hard drive for all the sparkle feeds. Exactly. Um, well, what I meant, what I meant by, I think they're in business. Well, okay. The Mac update promo hasn't been updated since, since June. So I'm not really sure what's happening. Yeah. They haven't contacted that. me about advertising either. So I think they may have, uh, they may be closing up shop that I, I can't speak to, but I have no clue. I'm just saying like, I, I feel, I feel like they're in business. I know the website's been updated, but there's something going on. Cause like, it's been a while for the promos thing. So I, I should say that they're not in business anymore. I just, there's something going on. They do send me notifications every time I, publish an update of mark to the sparkle feed it does let me know that they've updated my mac update listing okay I, well i mean i i hope that they're still i mean they've always i've always been a fan i um, used of... to pay for advertising on mac update and out of all the advertising i did back when i had enough leftover profit to do advertising uh mac update was one of the most effective um can't can't afford to do it anymore and i'm not sure their traffic is what it used to be but anyway no but no i mean no they uh but but anyway but having like that's like that in addition to the malware stuff which is really good is is excellent and uh um the the ui um is different but it's good but anyway uh enough about the clean my it is Um, super pretty but yeah so you went to xoxo i did it was awesome tell me again how awesome it is so i can feel bad again about not i'm going. sorry i'm sorry um i am no it's... i actually i want to hear it because one of these years i'm going to work up the the energy and the savings to attend no it was it was interesting because uh you know so it, it had been gone for a year or two years i guess and i didn't i bought a pass to the 2016 one and then i i started working at gizmodo and i felt bad about asking for time off because it was right after the Apple event and some other things. And, and in retrospect, I should have just taken it and done it. Um, but I wasn't able to go. And um, so I, I hadn't been in it since 2015. And, and um, it was a lot bigger this year. Um, they, they had a bunch of subsidized passes, actually, which was really great. And um, it was about double the size. And it was actually at a real kind of convention center uh, rather than where they'd had it in, in years past, they'd had it at, at a school a couple of years and they had some other kind of locations. Um, and at first I was worried that maybe um, it was too big and that it kind of had lost some of the the smallness that made it good. Um, and I do think maybe they could do it maybe, you know, it went to 2,000 people, maybe they could bring it back to 1,500. I think that might be like the sweet spot because it was about double in size from where it had been in, in 2016. But by the end of the night, by the end of the the final night, like it all kind of came back around and I had a great time. I met people um, who I've seen at past exos. I met people who I haven't seen since Singleton. I saw, I met new friends, you know, people off the internet who I've followed for years, but have never met in person like Owen Williams. And, um, uh, there was, um, there was this awesome thing that they did. Um, the, the first I guess technically the second night called Art and Code, which um, I really hope that they they do again because it was awesome. They had this the the, the whole technical first day because the the they starts on Thursday and then Friday is the first full day. It's all social and they have a bunch of meetups and parties and stuff. And then at night they have various things like there's a film and animation kind of festival and there's um, you know people doing um, there's like an arcade and a tabletop thing. And then this year they had this thing called Art and Code and it was all people doing like artistic things with code and it was amazing and it was, it was really, really good. Um, my friend Robbie, uh, Baldwin who works at Engadget, um, he, um, was part of this, um, a hard G project that he did with, uh, with, uh, Twitter hero Darth, where he went around San Francisco and put up like tablets with 
um, you know, various uh, GIFs uh, uh, on them and um, kind of captured what the response was like. And he did a presentation on on that project. And there were um, uh, Baratunde uh, Thurston did an amazing uh, presentation. Um, uh, some people from Glitch um, uh, and Neil Dash's uh, company were there showing off some cool stuff. It was really cool. Um, uh, it was like really interesting. Makers really interesting. Just tech stuff. And then the the talks during the conference itself were really fantastic. And um, and then the final night, um, there was a, there was a big party and, um, there was karaoke that, that, and I may have drunkenly sung Taylor Swift, which was great. And fortunately I, I finished singing, uh, I was like two people before the actual famous people, um, who, who were performing at the festival, uh, came up and they did karaoke and it was amazing. And thank God I went ahead of them because that would have been really <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> Oh, there was a karaoke at Max Stock, but I got too drunk to feel comfortable uh, among people. Like, you know that moment where you're like, I am like on the verge of just being that stupid drunk guy. And then you go back to your hotel room. Maybe that doesn't happen to you. Yeah, no, I, I've been there before. That fortunately was not me. I was like the perfect amount of drunk, I think, to kind of do <laughs> Taylor Swift, but I've definitely been where you where you're talking about. I'm very lucky I was not, but yeah, I uh I feel you. I had intended to. But so art and code, you know that's literally what I went to college for. My my major at the Minneapolis College of Art and Design was interactive multimedia and while these days that pretty much entirely means web design. Yep. Uh, back then, web design was just a, a burgeoning field. And a lot of our work was interactive media displays and interactive art projects where uh, there, like one person did a room at the Art Institute, now at the Walker, where it was like a white room and it used motion and cameras to create sound as you moved around the room. So you actually became simply by being there, you became part of the exhibit and, and a musician to boot. You like that? I said it Canadian style to boot. I, you, you did. I like it. <laughs> but like, that was the kind of thing that we all did for senior projects. And yeah, it was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, but I, I, I actually thought about you a number of times because I was like, you would be really like, you would be really, really into this. Yeah, I get that. I, every year you describe it, every time we have this conversation, I think that is exactly where I should be. If I were going to go to one conference all year. I'm kind of with you. Like, yeah, I mean, because it, it, it is kind of your perfect, yeah. Maybe I could speak and get a free pass. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think, I think. I can't, I can't imagine stuff. what I would talk about there, but it's okay. Um, yeah, so there was um, an Apple event yesterday. There was. What were your thoughts? Overall, I fell asleep. I'll be honest. I did too. I did too. I'll be honest as well. Uh, part of my issue was that I was sick and I had a fever. Yeah. So I think it was just the temperature in the room more than being actually bored to sleep. But it, it wasn't, there was nothing in there that really struck me as like super exciting. Like, oh my God, this, I can't believe this happened. They, they ever since the passing of Steve Jobs, those keynotes have never had quite the same magic for me. But as far as actual announcements go, um, I was kind of fascinated by the amount of health features they added to the Series 4 yeah. watch. I'm, I'm waiting to see what the uh, medical community at large says about things like having your own ECG on your wrist. Uh, there have been backlashes against that kind of thing in the past. Uh, too many false positives. Uh, basically, WebMD to go. Um, but, like, it seems like they've really done it well. And they waited until they had the technology to do it correctly. 
that's what it seems like based on the marketing materials anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I think that, um, yeah, but it'll be interesting to see if there is a backlash. I think that this is a good thing. I think it's ultimately a really good thing. And, and it's not done in a way where, you know, it's not taking a constant, um, you know, ECG, EKG, um, it's something you've got to kind of invoke and it's not going to replace, you know, the, the whole reason to kind of have something right. Like it's, it's not going to do that, but I do feel like it's ultimately a important thing. Um, I'm, I'm happy that they're doing it. Yeah. So it, it, it seems, I feel like if they were going to dominate, you know, making a smartwatch that tries to do more than a Fitbit is you know, obviously the goal, but at the same time right. doing Fitbit better than Fitbit, that's, that's worth, <laughs> that's worth the time. Plus the yeah, whole 10,000 steps thing has been recently kind of debunked. Like ten, the 10,000 step goal was based on arbitrary numbers and bad science to begin with. Um, so I do, I do appreciate Apple Watch's health features. Also, living in Minnesota, land of ice and snow, uh, the slip and fall detection is, uh, that's a valid feature to have. No, it really is. And I think that especially, you know, you see so many people wearing Apple Watches who are, are older sometimes, or but, but age really doesn't have anything to do with it. I think that's important. Um, obviously, when I was hit by the car, I knew I was hit by the car and that I don't know if that would even be like registered as a fall or not, but... I've become like acutely aware of my body in certain situations. And I feel like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy about that. I feel like that's a good thing. Um, I also, you know, with the fact that it's even more, you know, water dust, all that kind of resistant. And, yeah. um, I love the new screen. I'm, I'm getting one cause I, um, get like the health credit at work sure. and yeah. they, uh, they basically, you know, pay for it. So, cool but uh but i have the series three and so otherwise i probably wouldn't upgrade i mean it's great but i don't know if i would but i do like that it's compatible with all the old bands no i mean like I, it, it's a good update i was actually way more excited about the watch than the phone i was just talking i was just, i just recorded an episode of rocket and Bree and i decided to basically um we basically decided that we'll um what was i was gonna say um we're going to wait on pre-ordering or ordering, I suppose, until after reviews are out. So I'm not pre-ordering the new phone for the first time. And I don't even, I don't even know how long. I, well, I always wait a few months, but the only thing that really piqued my interest about the new phone is almost as always these days, the camera improvements. Um, they went into a lot of a lot of time was spent in the keynote talking about the camera and honestly the video footage they showed was less than stellar to me but the yeah. overall camera improvements and the number of operations performed in a split second on an image uh it goes beyond lens quality by a fair distance um i i I'm intrigued. I want it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do and I don't. It's weird. Cause do you have the 10? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how much of it is, is truly better. I mean, I, I wasn't kind of maybe that I didn't kind of pick up on as much. I don't know. Like, are you, are you interested in the max? Or are you interested in just the, the, the 10 S? I don't know yet. Uh, definitely not the 10 R. No, yeah, but that would be a downgrade. Um, the max seems too too big to me. I don't know if I can go any bigger than my ten right now. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of my, I guess, kind of like this is where I'm conflicted because I feel like other than the color, I don't know how much of a massive difference there is between the ten and the ten S. I just don't. Um, maybe the camera is better, but I'm actually really happy with my camera. So I don't, I don't really know about that. And, and I know there's some processor improvements and blah, 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 but it doesn't feel that significant. So it feels like the big upgrade would be to get the bigger device, but I don't know if I want the bigger device. Yeah, that's fair. So, so this is where I'm at. Like, 
I'm I, I'm not going to pre-order. I'm, I'm I'm saying this. Bree and I agreed. I don't know. I have 12 hours. Um, it, I might change my mind or 14 hours. I might, I might I might change my mind in 14 hours and have to text her and be like, dude, I'm I'm actually going to do this. But I I'm conflicted. I I don't know. I'm I'm not feeling like there's enough of a reason to. I don't know. I just I, I don't I don't know if there's enough of a reason to. Um, to upgrade this year the, it's, it's it's a weird feeling for me the processor upgrade seems significant especially for ar and core ml processing yeah but they also they didn't talk about like specs they didn't talk about like pure numbers a lot they're like 15 percent faster that's not that much i so... did also notice that a lot of times instead of saying best in the industry they said the best iphone so far you right. Know, the best, the best in our lineup. Uh, I feel like competition is heated up to the extent that they can't immediately claim we've outdone everybody, and that's that's sad because that's what Apple's always done best. Everyone else would have a feature before them, but they'd be able to come out and say, "Here's how you should do it. Here we did right. it right," and. I, there were only about 50% of the stats that they listed did they follow up with saying best in the industry. Yeah, I think that's true. And that that's a good point. So Just just better than our last one. It's not as great a title to put on it. Hmm. Yeah, my new hardware is a keyboard. Tell me about it. I So I I own a lot of mechanical keyboards. I have never been able to love them. I I don't I I I I like flat keyboards, but apparently I backed a new mechanical keyboard a year ago um because suddenly last month $250 was dinged out of my account. Uh, and this keyboard shipped and I was like, well, I guess I already made this decision a year ago. Let's try right. it out. And, uh, and turns out I love it. It's called the ultimate hacking keyboard. Okay. And it's a fully programmable, uh, three layer mechanical keyboard with that can split in the middle and then you can add risers so you can tent, you can have it split and tent. So it's higher in the middle than it is on the edges. Uh, give, for me, like perfect ergonomic positioning. And then because it's programmable, I was able to move the keys, uh, especially the modifier keys, into places that my muscle memory was automatically going to work with. And my favorite part of it right now is, you've heard me complain about arrow keys, right? Yeah, like my, I, I can't feel, especially on the newer Mac keyboards where they made the left and right the same height as the up and down. I, I can't feel the difference between the keys. So I have to look at the keyboard to use the arrow keys, which is ridiculous. Right. Um, with this, uh, when you hold down the right half of the space bar and when it's split, that's basically your right thumb. The I, J, K, and L keys become your arrow keys. And that has become... Uh, easily uh, like memorized muscle memory is fully into that now to the extent that I can't even, I can even less <laughs> accurately use actual arrow clusters on a Mac keyboard. Um, and so I can use arrows without taking my fingers off the home row. And I love it. There's a Very ton nice. of other, it even has a mouse mode. <laughs> if you hold down the mouse key, the I, J, K, L become mouse movement keys. And then you have uh, click and double click under your thumb and scroll up, scroll down, left, right on Y, H, U, and O. It, it's kind of a novelty for me, but I've actually found a couple of times where I was in keyboard mode. I would normally reach over to the trackpad just to select a line in an app that didn't have like an easy line selection uh, shortcut. And I've actually used the mouse mode on the keyboard. I'm a little clumsy with it, but it's still cool. 
Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds exactly like a key, like I, now I understand why you backed this because this seems like exactly your type of keyboard. Um, but I read your blog post about it and you were saying that usually within like a month you wind up back on yeah. um, just the, the Mac extended or whatever. Um, do you do you see yourself sticking to this? I absolutely do. At this point, within a couple days of writing that article, I realized that I was looking forward to using this keyboard every day and uh, I was getting worse and worse at using my old Apple aluminum keyboard. I pulled the aluminum keyboard out for podcasting and right now it's set on the wrist pads that I use with this new keyboard. So it has, you know, it's nicely sound isolated and everything because this keyboard, it's cherry browns, which are technically silent switches, but they still make a lot of noise. Um, so I pull out, I have like a podcasting keyboard basically, which is fine. Uh, but day to day, yeah, no, I'm sticking with this uh, ultimate hacking keyboard. Awkward name. But it is what it says. It's it's a very obvious moniker, I guess. Yeah. Um, but 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 yeah, that's that sounds good. So I actually just bought a bunch of keys with certain switch types. I paid like forty six dollars for them, and they seem really good. And I'm gonna like build my own mechanical keyboard because my coworkers are doing it, and I'm nothing if not a, a sheep. <laughs> and now I'm kind of like, you know, but so like mechanical keyboards are the new hotness like everybody's getting into it and so i uh i'm interested in uh in kind of your take on this um do they still sell this ultimate hacking keyboard is it still available for sale and how much does it cost it's still in pre-order they're still shipping out in batches to the original backers i think the final cost will be uh around 290 which is not cheap for a keyboard. No, that um, is not. That is expensive. Yeah. Uh, if you pre-order now, I'm pretty sure it's like 250 But still, you can pick up like a DOS 3 for less than that. Um, yeah. For me, the programmability made it work. I have a DOS 2. And I have uh, a couple of Matthias keyboards. And they all individually cost between one and two hundred dollars, and I couldn't stick with them. So the extra money for a keyboard I actually wanted to use was kind of worth it in this case. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, and and this seems like this is even though this is a lot of money for a keyboard, like you use yours all the time, and this seems like this is actually the sort of thing that you will be able to um, really customize further to every to do everything you want it to do. Yeah. Plus, in addition to having a customizable function and mod layer, it also has, you can have multiple layouts, meaning like it comes with, say, for example, Dvorak and QWERTY layouts, and each one of those is a layout. So by switching layouts, you completely remap the keyboard. So you can actually create entirely custom layouts. So you can... You could feasibly have an infinite number of layers. Like I switch to this and all of a sudden it's all mouse keys and media keys. And then I can switch back to my QWERTY keyboard. I haven't gone that far with it. The, the problem I ran into with my Ergodox keyboard was I made it so complex. I had to like print out maps to remember where everything was. Because <laughs> um, it has six layers of programmability and you can have hold down this key and then press this key and you've, you've switched to this layer and then all of your keys are different again and it was too much. I did like that it had a, instead of a space bar, it had a thumb cluster with like four keys on each side. So basically instead of one space bar that uses two fingers, you had eight keys. But I never got the muscle memory for that. Okay, this got boring. Who would have thought that talking about a mechanical keyboard would ever get boring? You're kind of right. You're kind of right. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. But no, I, I, but people should check out your blog post on this. Have you seen any good movies lately? Let's, let's, let's shift away from tech a little bit. I've seen a couple of really bad movies. My girlfriend teaches out of town on Wednesday night. So I've just been watching dumb movies while she's out. Okay. Um, Super Trooper 
two Super Troopers to actually it was pretty funny. If you like the Super Troopers thing. Last night I watched Pacific Rim Uprising. I have never been so bored watching an action movie. I liked Pacific Rim. It wasn't spectacular, but I enjoyed it. It felt like that was a fun thing to do for a couple hours. Uprising was boring. (laughs) I'm still bored watching it. it. I finished it last night. I don't remember if we talked about this last last episode or not, but like there was this massive iTunes um, movie sale, and I ended up spending like four hundred dollars on iTunes movies because there were all these five dollar yeah uh, iTunes things. But uh, so I've been like watching a lot of old stuff, and I've been obviously watching like a lot of Netflix. But um, because of the death of Movie Pass, I haven't been going to the movie theater as much. Um, I want to <laughs> get the AMC um, A list, but they make it hard to like get like a two person pass mm-hmm. um so like each person has to have their own and then you have to kind of like you know like be together to kind of get your seats next to each other and stuff like that so that's kind of a pain yeah but uh so you've seen some bad movies I've, what about tv any good tv i was gonna say I, i've now seen deadpool 2 um four times okay i bought it on itunes i that that movie is a work of art I really liked it. I really liked it. I mean, I loved the first one, but I really liked Deadpool too. I, that's what amazed me is. I, I was shocked. I was actually, because I was worried. Right. You know, I was like, who like, wouldn't they're be? They're going to mess this up. Well, yeah. I was like, they're going to mess this up. There's no way. This is not going to be good. They did not. The creative use of breaking down the fourth wall and all, like, all the way through it and the jokes. There were so many jokes that made me bend over laughing that I couldn't possibly even remember like the first two jokes. Like every time I watch it, I remember different jokes, but there are so many good jokes. Yeah. I love that movie. Okay. So so Deadpool quote too. All right. TV, I've been, I've been catching up on old stuff. I finally finished Dexter front to back. Um, I have almost caught up on Luke Cage. That's a lie. I'm finishing season one of Luke Cage. I'm going to watch season two. It took me a while to get into that one. Um, and I just started Doctor Who, like from the beginning of the newer series, I'm for the first time working my way through Doctor Who, trying to figure out why anyone cares this much. That's, that's a lot. I was going to say like, cause I mean, I go back and forth to Doctor Who. I liked the last doctor, um, a lot, um, uh, Peter, whatever his name is. Um, and his, uh, he and his companion, I thought that they were really good together and I really liked, um, I really liked, uh, uh, David Tennant, like the, 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 like the eighth doctor or whatever. Um, and I'm excited about a female doctor, but I'm not like, I'm not a diehard doctor who I'm not like a Whovian, you know what I mean? Like it's fine, but it's not one of those shows where I'm like, yeah, this is the best thing in the entire world. Like I'm, I'm just not that much. It's just not my, 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 my bag, so to speak. So uh, it's interesting. Uh, what's, what's your take so far? Like you're well, caught up. Like I what's find your take? it enjoyable, but the number of like time paradox questions that have come up in just the first four episodes, uh, like issues that are not resolved makes me question why so many nerds are so into it. Maybe like some of these questions get resolved as time goes on, but right now there's plenty of stuff that just, it makes sense for the purpose of an episode, but in a larger view, some of these things just don't work based on, you know, all of the nerdy time travel, <laughs> the paradoxes that have been played out over and over in other shows and other movies and books. And yeah, I'm enjoying it. Let's say it right now, it seems like a fun a fun thing. It's nothing that I could obsess about. What uh, what season are you at right now? I w- whatever the first one on BBC was when it came back, like nineteen ninety. I think it's like late nineties. No, maybe it's like started two thousand five. Something like that. Yeah, I'm not really sure. So um, I'm on okay. I'm on that season. Okay. Okay. 
well, we'll have to catch up and like kind of see your your whole take because you got. I mean, the the good thing about British TV is that uh, it's not as um, you know uh, they don't the seasons aren't as long as um, U.S. seasons, so it's easier to catch up on a yeah. full thing. Yeah. Um, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Is back. I know, and that the funny thing is in Pacific Rim Uprising, Charlie Day is in it again. Yeah. Yeah. And it made me want to watch uh, Sunny. Yeah, no, it, it it's still it's still funny. Like I I don't know how they managed to do it, honestly. Like that's the thing that's most surprising to me is that unlike our show where we take time off and and we're not <laughs> great, it takes us a little while to find our groove. Like they genuinely are still on it, and it's been like fourteen years. I'm like, oh my god, what the hell? Like I I'm 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 always impressed by its longevity and how it's managed to stay fresh and funny. I mean, there've been, there've been seasons where it hasn't been as good, but by and large, like they managed to keep it together. Yeah. Also who, uh, who would have figured that like Charlie day would like kind of get a, a, a big career. Like he's, he's good movie. He's in movies, you know, like yeah. it's yeah. kind of crazy. Like he's probably the most successful of all of them in terms of, uh, the projects he's been attached to. Yeah, well, like you said, Sonny has a, a quiet brilliance to it. And, you know, as one of the primary writers and producers of the show, or directors of the show, I think uh, I think it was a good proving ground for him. Did you see the Definitely. Mick? Yeah, I did. I really liked it, actually. I did, too. <laughs> I, I really was a fan. I was, I was really sad that it was canceled because I really, really liked it. I thought that that was like a good show. I really loved um, her um, interaction with the, with like the, 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 the stepdaughter or the, yeah. the niece or whatever. Um, I thought that that was really good. I actually thought all the kids were great. Um, I, the, and... the lead male, like the older yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I loved his, his character was full of, uh, depth and heart while still being the Homer Simpson-ish oaf. Totally. Totally. No, I really liked it. And I, what I appreciated so much about that show was that, like, there weren't... It was, like, sunny in the sense that there weren't morals. Like, they never... They didn't learn. Right. You know? Yeah. No, it was devoid like, of, of any real moral compass. It was do what you gotta do. And right. She, and it... The kids yeah. were, were... The kids... For anyone who hasn't seen the show, it's two kids. Their parents are on the run for financial crimes, and uh, the aunt, cousin. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The aunt. Yeah, she's she's like the degenerate aunt who like right. She's a drunk and like, like, she's like parties a all the time. Jersey girl, and like suddenly she comes into this family and has They're all this rich, money, and uh, she goes at childcare in a way like all the kids are teens except for the youngest. Yeah. So there are three kids. There's like a, 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 a daughter who's like super hot and um, a, a royal bitch, but great. And then like this, you know, kind of nerdy kind of like middle age, like, you know, son who's a total snob. And then like this very cute um, and, and, and sadly very like kind of, uh, uh, you know, he's clearly not had this sort of, um, I guess, parental oversight that one needs um, youngest child. Yeah. And what they're all ripe, ripe for corruption though. Yeah. Oh, um, totally. And especially the very young impressionable child. Yes. And so you bring this, this Jersey girl in no offense to New Jerseyans. Um, but uh, you bring her in this party girl and let her make decisions for the family and <laughs> robberies and scams and yeah no it leads to some wonderful comedy and corruption of youth i i'm a huge fan of it and and uh like there was there's one of the episodes i like couldn't believe they got away with it where like she uh pretended she like replaced the the birth control of uh the um of, of the you know the the older like the hot daughter or whatever and, like made her think that she was pregnant and <laughs> I mean, it was, it was the sort of thing. And then it turns out, you know, she's really not, the, it was really, I mean, I was like, how did Fox let this on prime time? You know what I mean? <laughs> because, because it was, it was like, it, it was funny. Very, it was sunny in Philadelphia humor. I don't know it that was. Charlie Day had anything to do with this, but it is the, 
the female, the lead female from yeah, yeah, Sunny uh, in Kate, Philadelphia. Uh, exactly. Uh, um, uh, Caitlin, um, uh, she's married to to the uh, to uh, Mac Rob McElrenny, who is the creator of Sunny. Um, yeah. Um, they met on Sunny, and uh, and then they're they've been married now for a really long time. But yeah, no, I, I don't know if Charlie Day and, and Rob McElhenney, I don't know if they were involved or not. But the the humor was definitely there. Um, I mean, it's it's it was that type of sadistic kind of like this is not like you know the whole thing like from from the pilot onward, you're like, oh yeah, this is gonna be that kind of show, you know. Um, and I was glad that they put it on 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 Fox proper, but I was. And I was shocked when it got picked up for a second season, but I was, uh, and I was disappointed when it was not renewed for a third, but I was also kind of like, yeah, you know what? This <laughs> is not the sort of show that, that you see on primetime TV right now, like not on network TV anyway. Like you just don't like, yeah. it was, it was, it was not as out there as sunny, but it was pretty close. And so I was, I, I liked it. I was, I was sad that that didn't get renewed. I, most of them, it's actually interesting. Like they've all tried other TV projects and they've typically failed. Um, and I think, uh, Glenn, um, uh, the guy who plays Dennis, uh, I can't think of his last name. He's not going to be on the, this current season as, as much because he'd had a pilot that I, I think now hasn't even gone forward. So who knows? He'll probably, probably be back. But a lot of um, you know the writers and, and producers and stuff they've tried other projects and they haven't worked as well. And I kind of wonder if it's just like you're never going to find a home like FX and now FXX, which is as willing to just let them be, <laughs> you know, debaucherous yeah. and ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what's your what's your uh, out of all the hundreds of dollars worth of movies? What's your favorite right now? <laughs> You know, I, I saw so many good documentaries this summer. Like, that was probably the best thing. Um, I saw a lot of really, really good documentaries. Did you, and watch I, Act, did you see Active Measures? No, I haven't. Uh, it's about Russia. Uh, Russia's political interference throughout the last couple decades. It is enlightening. Yeah, I'll check that out. I'm actually, even though I'm really unhappy with Michael Moore, I'm interested in seeing... Um, uh, you know, Fahrenheit 11, nine, um, nine, 11, no, no, nine. he's 11, nine. Cause it's the day after, or the day, I guess that it was declared that Donald Trump had, was president elect. Oh, okay. Um, and that's coming out soon. Huh. And so that, that seems kind of interesting. Um, a lot of the movies that I bought on iTunes were like things that I already had or have already seen. It was, it didn't get a ton of new things. Um, but you know, I saw a lot of good documentaries this summer. Um, I think, uh, uh, three identical strangers. Um, I think that's what it's called was really good and was, uh, really sad and actually opened up a lot of interesting moral questions. So there's, it's a story about these, uh, three identical triplets who, um, discovered one another. They're all from different parts of, uh, you know, kind of, uh, the, the New York state, uh, kind of New Jersey area. And they found each other in the eighties and, um, ended up turning out, I don't want to like ruin too much of the, the story, but it turned out that they had been part of the, um, a, a twin. And then I guess in their case, like triplet study where um, babies given up for adoption were purposely put into different families so that they could do studies to see, to answer the questions of nature versus nurture. And um, the, it ends up being kind of sad, but it, it, um, but it opens up a lot of really kind of interesting questions about ethics of those types of things. And, um, and also that fundamental question too, of nature versus nurture. So it's, it was, it was, it's a, um, it's really good. Is it documentary or? Yeah. Okay. Wow. That is, I, I have ethical questions without even seeing it. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, obviously there are ethical questions, uh, the way I described it, but I'm saying, but like it, you know, but, um, it, it, it opens up, um, you know, but still some interesting kind of questions about nature and nurture, but it's, it's really good. I think it, yeah, it is a documentary, but I think that it is actually also going to be now made into a, um, like a, a, a normal kind of feature film. So, uh, because the story is kind of that extraordinary. Um, and it, it was interesting because apparently like they were all a big deal, um, in uh, in the 80s and I guess maybe early 90s, you know, kind of these like three identical triplets that found each other. Um, and but I, I'd never heard of them. Uh, you know, it was one of those things that kind of passed me over. And so 
Um, I didn't know anything about the story going into it, but it was, it's a, it's a good documentary. Um, it, now available on iTunes is the doc is the Mr. Rogers uh, documentary. Uh, Won't you be my neighbor? And that yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. And it was, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's a really, really, really good film. My girlfriend and just watched that. What, what did she think? She loved it. She yeah. said it was heartwarming. It is. And it's one of those things that, I mean, I'm a Mr. Rogers, like super fan. So for me, it kind of reaffirmed, um, what I'd always hoped about him. But I think even if you were somebody who could care less, you don't walk away from this film without being like grateful that somebody like him was around. Yeah. Um, it was sort of interesting because he, he spoke in front of Congress. Like at one point Congress wanted to defund, uh, television PBS. and or PBS exactly. Yeah. And, and they were going to, and in fact, one of the, the senators was like, you know, uh, I'm going to let you speak, but we're going to vote no on this. And by the time he stops speaking, you know, the guy's like, all right, you, you just saved public television. Yeah. I have actually seen that account, like, uh, film footage of that. Yeah. Video. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, 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 um, it was interesting cause they are making a, um, like a, a biopic with, uh, Tom Hanks, uh, um, in, uh, in part based on, uh, Tom Jung's, um, like seminal profile for Esquire, um, um, called uh, Mr. Rogers is my friend. Um, that's like just stunning and like one of the best profiles ever. Um, and, uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that, but, uh, the author, Tom uh, Jung was, was interviewed in the documentary and, um, I don't know. It's, it, it's really good. It, it's one of those things, like I said, like as terrible as the world is, like it makes you happy that people like that, that a person like Fred Rogers existed. And, um, frankly, it kind of makes you, you know, sad that, modern television today doesn't have that i do appreciate that we have entirely avoided talking about how bad the world is right now almost entirely almost entirely yeah, yeah. i feel like we're we're at a burnout point with everything it's kind of depressing it's kind of i'm kind of at the point where i kind of don't want to i don't know i mean not that i want to like hide my head in the sand or whatever but at the same time, like when I'm talking with you, I mean, I don't know. There's just so many terrible things going on. It's like, I do I have, know. I do have high hopes for the midterms. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm still not, I'm not at the point where I'm like, oh yeah, it's going to get turned around. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm hopeful. Well, there's um, a slim chance of taking back the Senate, but if we could at least get the house. When I, mean, I say be, we, I mean, everyone except for the GOP. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Get some social um, Democrats in there, socialist Democrats and Democrat socialists, Democratic socialists, Democratic socialists. Yeah. I mean, look, I I have my own kind of concerns sometimes about the DSA, even though I'm, I am a, a fan, you know, I think sometimes some of the things are unrealistic, but bring it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like bring it, like, let's, 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 let's get let's change in debate. there. Let's, let's start talking. I agree. And let's actually have people who are willing to make big moves mm -hmm. it's important i just want someone that will go there and not immediately go out to dinner with all the other representatives and have expensive drinks and just fall into the system i want someone that'll show up and mr smith it every day and just yell and scream and and maintain some kind of moral stance that's that's all i actually want Someone with principles that will stick by them after a year in Washington. And that's hard. I mean, you know, cause, apparently, well, I mean, I think that, that even if you go into something that I think, I think some people don't go in with, with good um, intentions, but I think in some cases, okay, you know, you, you, you but let's say you do, you go in with good intentions, you want to change things and then you get there and you kind of realize, okay, you've got to work together, um, you know, to kind of get things done. And then you kind of become, maybe seduced by things and, and maybe even a little bit gaslit um, by um, what it all looks like. And uh, like, Oh, this is how the world works. So I have to, to make these um, concessions and, but I'll ultimately be doing good things, even though you're, you're not, you know, and, and I just want you know someone it, who doesn't accept that that's how the world works. I agree with you. 
I'm just saying, I think, and I think that senators probably have an easier time with that because they're elected every six years. I think congressmen, of which obviously, you know, we have way more of them than than, than senators. It's harder because you're kind of in re-election all the time. Yeah. So, you know, because it's every two years. So it, you're kind of in a, it, it's kind of depending on, on if you're, especially if you're in a contentious area, what are you going to do, you know? So it, it people are, are wanting to get reelected. And sometimes to do that means making decisions that aren't the best. I don't know. I, but I'm with you. I would much rather us have, like, I want more people who are having. Yeah. I mean, you're basically describing everything that's wrong with politics right now. I agree with, I, I, I agree. I'm just saying I, I can understand how people can be maybe lulled into a sense of complacency of saying, I'm making this decision because that's the only way I stay elected. And, and, and that's how I ultimately get good things done, you know, and, and people can kind of convince themselves that, Oh, this is going to be okay. But ultimately, no, like take, that. That's take Brie you, for example. Mm-hmm. She would have. She would have maintained. She would have fought. Absolutely, without a doubt, without a doubt, and that's why she's running again. And I'm really yeah. proud of her. Yeah. If 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 a population votes and sends someone like the DSA candidates to Washington, the best way for them to get reelected is to do what people voted for them for in the first place, which is to fight. And to change things and even if they can't change things within the system if they maintain the fight if they never they never back down from wanting to change the system i think they get reelected. i think people can see that and they can see what they're up against anyway anyway Anyway. it's it's been good to catch up with you it's been good to catch up with you as well it was we got to do this more more frequently. This was a weird one. If, it, if it I'm honest, a, it was a mellow early morning one. Yeah, we could. Uh, yeah, no, it's probably a lot of our recordings are probably going to be this time of day now. So I should start drinking again. <laughs> no, I haven't had a drink since July. So that's awesome. Maybe I'm How just are... a mellower person now. Well, no, no, that's really good to uh, Grant, my husband, he, he's, he stopped drinking too. And it's been really good for him. How has it been um, for you? Like, do you have any intentions of like starting again? Or is this going to be like a permanent thing or what? I'm, I'm looking at it as a permanent thing one day at a time. Uh, it's boring. I miss, I miss uh, getting, you know, buzzed and running around listening to thrash metal, but uh, I yeah, can still listen and, to and, thrash and metal and dance in my. You underwear. can still listen to thrash metal. Uh, you know what sucks is that is that like I I forget that like um, pot's not legal. Um, <laughs> like you don't have to dispensary. I mean, you can get it. Obviously, you can smoke pot, but like that you can't just like go to dispensaries or whatever. Um, because every place that I spend any time, uh, or most of the places I spend any time, uh, obviously Washington State, but also Colorado and Oregon and California, like it's all like cool go for it so yeah i don't think i need pot plus i react very poorly to pot or at least i always did to the stuff we could buy in high school it makes me i don't like to smoke it but i do enjoy edibles it's they mellow me out i'd be curious but yeah as of right now i don't vape i don't drink i don't listen to rock and no i'm just kidding i listen to a lot of rock and roll uh, vaping and drinking, like I'm, I'm finding, I'm finding new ways to entertain myself. Trying to do healthy things. We'll see. I'll keep you posted. That'll be our next health corner. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see how it's going. No, but I'm, I'm proud of you. That's amazing. Doing, you're, you're, you're healthy. You're doing yoga all the time. Like it's, you're like a whole new person. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my friend Aaron Dowd, the podcast dude. Yeah. I mean, that's his Twitter handle, the podcast dude. He came to town, uh, was it last week? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. And he came to uh, my girlfriend, who is also a, a yoga teacher, gave us a private class uh, in forest yoga, and he had a great time. It was really fun to to have someone that I know from the internet actually come to yoga with me. That was fun. That's really awesome. That's you should really come awesome. sometime. I should. No, I, I, I need to. I need to. Um, how far is how far is Indiana from Minnesota? I don't know. Hours. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know like how close of a flight it would be. I don't know. Because I'm, I'm going to be at Purdue, speaking at Purdue. Um, I just found out. Um, 
in November. So I I was trying to see if like maybe I could fly over. You got, you got Iowa in the way. Gotcha. Yeah. See, I'm I don't know geography. Yeah, me either. I might be entirely wrong about that, but I'm no, pretty I sure. No, I think you're right. I, I would trust you more than I would trust me, for sure. I'm like one of those people, I'm like, I need to like Google like the, the, the state map, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have like a general idea, but uh, yeah, it's been a while you and can, I don't care. Uh, Delta hubs out of both Rochester and La Crosse, which are our two nearest, like larger cities. So you can actually fly in and not have any more than a 45 minute drive to my house. Which is neat. If you ever if you ever planning a trip, it used to be you'd have to fly into Minneapolis unless you wanted to pay like three hundred extra dollars on your ticket. But now you can just fly right into Rochester and drive to Winona. Nice. I no longer have a guest room though. I'll I'll, I'll help pay for your hotel. <laughs> look, if you guys if, look, I can pay for my own hotel if you could just pick me up from the airport. Like that that'd oh, be totally. fine. In whatever my new awesome car is. Yes, exactly. That right. I'd be excited by. Well, thanks for your time. I, I'm not going to make yes. any promises. But let's do this again soon. Me either. No, let's do this again soon. We'll, we'll, we'll get back in a rhythm. I apologize for the listeners who are listening because I feel like I was definitely off this episode. I think you were fine. I'm definitely off. I think it's because I am actually tired. <laughs> it is really when I'm doing this and I've been sick. But I We mean, need I'm to sorry. get you to that overtired point where you just get I, delirious. Totally. And that like that Wikipedia memory yes. of yours just kicks in. It just comes out and I just am on like a yes. And I eventually that. have to like interrupt you to. Yeah. You're like, yeah. you're like, stop. You're like, stop. And I've also, <laughs> I was also pretty ADD this episode. I'm not going to lie to. So we'll do this again. It will be better. I'm sorry, Quinn, for uh, the, 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 my performance. I, cause I know it's, I know it's shit, but we will do this again and uh, get some sleep in the meantime, uh, continue uh, uh, keeping me updated on the health stuff. And uh, I want more details on your mechanical keyboard. You get some sleep too. Okay. All right, bye, Brett. The system is going down low.